Hello, hello, hello. It's Ryan. And Sam. Welcome back, everyone. Katie Keene, it's happening. Oh my god, Katie Keene. I'm obsessed. Are you obsessed? I'm fully in. Ryan, I've never seen a more accurate depiction of our lives here in New York City. No, it really is. There's something kind of magical about watching it. And like, we're in a weird position now where, quite frankly, we're like, skirting the age where we shouldn't be watching Katie Keene, but it's looking back at our early 20s in New York, kind of on like a, in the CW-esque version. No, it's so true, and it's so sparkly and fun, and like, that's like what we had and what we did, and now we're washed up millennials, yeah. like, <laughs> hate the world, but it's so nice to like, be with these characters and get to know them and like, be back in that like, yeah, I remember what it was like when I was like hopeful and full of youth. Oh my god, I was so slutty back then. I was young and unafraid. Oh, I was without my a care days in the world. were filled with endless wonder. Touch me! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but let's get to it. So we have watched the first episode and the second episode, and honestly, there's a lot to say. Yeah, coming at you like a little bit later than we typically will. Of course, we're going to be doing episode by episode. Uh, but being that we kind of did our introduction podcast, we had already seen the pilot, uh, so we kind of wanted to wait for the second episode to like get a better sense of what the show is going to actually be. Totally. And little do we know, the second episode sealed the deal. We were like, oh my God, we're here for this Anna Delvey-esque storyline. We're here for Daphne Rubin Vega. We have Broadway's finest, Andre De Shields popping up. It yeah, is Mary literally- Beth Peel, Mary Beth Peel. Bernadette Peters still to come. Helena York, are you kidding me? I know. I mean, it is a cornucopia of Broadway stars. And we are honestly- here for it. So let's dive in. Oh my god. Okay, so the first episode, we have Carly Rae Jepsen songs. Yeah, I mean, all the song cues throughout the show have been like A plus so far. I mean, like, the right first scene, Ryan. Well, it start. first kicks off with uh-huh. Welcome to New York. I, and that's when Swift. I literally held your hand, squeezed it hard. You go, ouch, Sam, yeah. so hard. But we couldn't believe I it. it. I mean, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. Do you remember when she was the brand ambassador for New York City? Like, oh she had just moved here a month ago, and yeah. then there were, like, billboards that were like, Welcome to New York. I'm Taylor Swift's tourist oh ambassador. You're so, I completely forgot about that. How yeah. weird to revisit that now in my mind, knowing that Cornelia Street. Mm. I know. But remember, <laughs> she literally did those videos of, like, this is what a bodega is. <laughs> and you're like, honey. We're like, mm, babe. You're from Nashville by way of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, that was a lot. But to start off the pilot with a Taylor Swift song, I instantly was like, yep, they know what I want. They've got me. Here oh, it we are. Oh, perfectly. Oh, yeah. And it's sort of that, like, welcome to New York in general, like, you picture starting a rom-com. Oh, yes. And that's what we're in for. And, like, it was, like, the classic Disney-esque rom-com where, like, we start with, like, a Taylor Swift bop and she's like, my mom died, but we sewed dresses. Yeah. Like, I love it. And, you know, the mom will come back in many different ways. But she already has. Beautiful ghosts, if you will. Oh, just... Okay, speaking of Taylor, Ryan and I recently went to a Cats-themed Oscar party. And, honestly, we were so upset that Taylor Swift, our icon queen legend... Did not get a nomination for her song, Beautiful Ghosts. She wasn't even on the short list. She wasn't even on the short list. And that, honestly, is the problem with America right now. That's probably it. I just, it is shocking, though, that two massive names like Andrew Lloyd Webber and Taylor Swift like wouldn't even be able to have been nominated. Yes. Like People were saying, like, oh, it got snubbed, like it wasn't nominated. I was like, no, it could not have been nominated. Let me tell you, we couldn't have, we could have done without the Chrissy Metz boppy anthem oh no i'd much rather see taylor swift up there singing a song 
you know, at least give me Beyonce's spirit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happening. Who's paying these Oscar people, but... Whoever's doing the music supervision for Katie Keen, good on you. Yes. Good on you. Nailing it. Nailing it. So we have like the whole backstory. I'm here for it. Okay, so you guys know that I am kind of a big fan of the comic book. Ha ha ha. Like I know things. But it's interesting because Katie in the comics, actually, well, this wasn't a thing in the comics, but. <laughs> but Continue. She wears red in every scene. That's like her signature color. And <laughs> <laughs> was that a thing in the comics? Well, no, I don't think so. But it <laughs> oh, sounds good in your head. Yeah, in my head it sounded good. But I know more about the comics. Like Pepper was actually like a nerd in the comics. She was like friends with Midge. You know, always tried to be friends with the other ones. But she had glasses. I know she doesn't show, but she wasn't like cool like this. Um, the Cabots, Cabots, Cabots. They were always like this rich like. These rich twins and the hair, like Alexandra's black hair with the white snoop line, like that was evident in the comics too. So okay. it's so fun okay. seeing these characters like revisited, you know, here in this New York City Katie Keene universe. Yeah. Now, how involved was K.O.? K.O. was not in the comics. Really? Yes. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know this from Riverdish, um, I say things that I don't know pretty confidently. So <laughs> I pretend that I know things all the time. And Ryan's one of the three people in my life that call me out. So <laughs> get ready for a wild ride. Well, we're publishing this podcast. We don't want to feed fake news. No, but again, I'm Because I could picture KO as like a, a wrestler character i know he well, the wrestler thing, okay. no he's a boxer he's a boxer but you know what the thing about katie do you Keen, know what ko stands for no i don't but the thing about katie really Keen, no do you knockout oh wait, <laughs> yeah. really i feel i assume so because that's what oh. it's called in boxing like a ko oh that's cute yeah. i watched that netflix show about boxers that was cool mm. um i go to boxers <laughs> okay there's a gay bar in the city called boxers a lot of stuff goes down there not really. It's like actually one of the more like innocent bars. Well, back going. in the day, back in the day, things went down there. Did they? Yeah. I look at I'm not in my life. Well, people. people I will my say elders though, have told me stories. <laughs> oh well, maybe that's it. Mm. My their Facebook tag used to be like boxers get pounded. Oh. And one time my friends like checked me in. I was like literally with a girlfriend. We went for like a Sunday afternoon drink because they have a roof in Hell's Kitchen. Their Hell's Kitchen location. Someone wants to be outside, check me in. Then, like, my mom calls me. She's like, Wow, like, how are you posting that on Facebook? Oh, like, you're that smut. I was like, Uh, literally just an outdoor garden. Gotta say, that's it's it's hard to get outdoor space in New York. So, when you find it, you gotta gotta rock with it. Yeah. Also, I want to preface this right now. We are two people that spend a lot of time in Hell's Kitchen, and we did write a big chunk of our book, River Dish, in a Hell's Kitchen gay bar. Yeah. (laughs) Which, Which, if you read it, you go, Oh, that tracks. That tracks. Anyway, so I gotta say, so Katie Keene wasn't like a big fixture in the Betty Archie universe, you know? She kind of was a player that came back in. Ryan's laughing at me. Because no. <laughs> you're so confident in saying this all. No, but I know this from a Google I did today. Okay. Because at first when like the series got picked up, Katie Keene, I'm like, oh, Katie Keene. Who's that? You know, Sabrina, of course, we all know and love. Um, Cheryl Blossom, we all know and love. You know, you envision a spinoff with that. You get Sabrina, and that makes sense. But like... I don't think you've ever heard of Katie Keene before this. No. I hadn't either. And then it was kind of like a niche or, you know, um, development out of this Archie universe. But I got to say, Roberto, good on you. Because this is such a smart, smart spinoff. Yeah. And it's just this 
musical Fantasia worlds that like I want to live in. I want to live it. I think we should just get into the characters because yeah, they're yeah, everything. Yeah. And like what they want. Should we just like start with Katie? Yeah, like let's you do know, it. like it's called Katie Keene. Lucy Hale, clad in red. A star. She is a star. Yeah. I can't take my eyes off her. Yeah. So basically, she wants to be a designer. She wants designer. to be a fashion designer. Her mother used to make all her clothes. They didn't grow up wealthy. She is from the Lower East Side, which mm. is actually uh, pretty expensive now. I just moved from there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she moved. She was there with her mother. The dad's on the picture. It's very American National movie, circa 2002. Um, but basically, Katie Keene, like, her mom passed away, and she now wants to fulfill her mother's dream of becoming a fashion designer. She works at Lacey's. It's... Macy's, but it's basically like you know the elite department store. This is like, it's, it takes place at an interesting time because it's modern times, but it feels almost like warped in this like kind of like time warp between the past and the present. Totally. Well, that's what like Riverdale does too. Right? Oh yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. so brilliant about these series is like you get that old Americana feeling yes. from the comic books, but it's also modern day. Exactly. But yet it's in this. Is more believable because it's all like a fantasy. Oh, yeah. So Katie's long-term goal is to become a fashion designer, but her short-term yeah. is she wants to be a personal shopper at Lacey's. Yeah. Sensible. Sensible. Love it. But Lacey's is hard to get a job at. Oh, it's hard. And you have, you know, you have your Miranda Priestley-esque character in Gloria. Have you ever worked retail? No. Mm. No. I've never, I've never actually worked retail, but I did work as a doorman at Tiffany's. For how long? Uh, like two weeks. Yeah, it was short-lived. Yeah, I quit because I was nervous about Liza Minnelli dying. Oh, wait, that was why? You know what? It's like, it's a good lesson about using the secret. Because in my head, I was miserable. Truly, like, really one of the, the worst jobs I've ever had. And yeah. I say that, which is not... People have much harder jobs. But yeah. my, I just started going crazy. Yeah. And the whole my whole thing was like it was eight-hour shifts and I couldn't be on my phone or like couldn't get information. I was like, what if Liza died? And I didn't know. And that kind of freaked me out. So I said, the next job I do, I want to be able to be on my phone, online, like 24-7. And now you're social media. And the gag is, <laughs> yeah, now it's in social media. And I'm like, I need to get off Twitter. I totally get that though. Liza, it would be just terrifying. Careful what you wish for. You know what? The secret works. And time and time again, I never thought I'd be where I am right now, but I wish to be a gay icon and I'm on my way. Yeah. So you never know. Be yeah. careful what you wish for, folks. Yeah. But anyway, I sort of get the uh, department store um, life. Listen, as someone who has had a job where like you get the job, the job is your life, life is the job, you get sucked in and like it's everything become to your you. family. Right, they become your family. Katie lives for the store and like it's her life and like yeah. I kind of like I'm linking Lacey's to like what Barney's was in its heyday where it's like Yes, oh my god. I just went to Barney's. Oh, how was it? The it was so, It was crazy. It's like the Hunger Games, right? It was insane. I know. They had like two racks left of men's stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. Anything good? Uh, no. Ugh. No, really, like, kind of bad God, stuff. how sad. You but then they also... were selling, like, what? fixtures. Wait, like, what? they were selling, like, mirrors or, like, tags. Like Manic like... and the Musical? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do I buy a tag just to say, like, you know, this used to be from Barney's. <laughs> oh, <did laughs> like, you? No. You know but they were kind of cheap, $5. Well, I went to a mall on Sunday mm-hmm. for the first time in a while, Long Island Mall, and a lot of the stores were like 60% off. And I was like, wow, no one goes to malls. Yeah. So retail is dying. 
Yeah. You heard it but, here first. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. But Lacey's is still going strong. Lacey's Mostly because, I mean, royalty shops there. Royalty shops there. You have a hot prince. You have a Meghan Markle-esque type. If it was like, if Meghan Markle never booked suits and like from Deal or No Deal, she like went to work at like, I don't know, Goop as an assistant. Like it would have been like this character that we saw that was like, oh. She could have booked Katie Keene. She could have booked Katie Keene. Can you imagine? I wonder if that's what she's thinking. She might be She's like, that. oh my god, I could have booked Katie Keene. She might be thinking that, <laughs> yeah. honestly. You know, I was recently in Vancouver, actually, and everyone was abuzz about the royal family, the Sussex people, coming. And I was like, Ryan and I went to their wedding. Yeah. Because for, that's For those new listeners, that's a whole did. other story. We won't get into that now. But keep listening, and we'll tell you about it. Um, uh, But the, the there's royalty there, and Katie ends up kind of saving the day for them. She has saved the day. Also, like, you have my favorite thing, which is, like, a hot blonde that's your biggest competitor. Oh, And yeah. it's played by none other than Helena York. I know. It's, uh, you are right. That's, like, kind of a common trope, right? Like, I just immediately thought of Ugly Betty. Oh, yeah. The Amanda character. That's, like, iconic. Iconic, yeah. yeah. I mean, even, like, you know, Devil Wears Potty of the Emily. She's a redhead, but semantics. But... Yeah. It's, we love it. We love to see it. We love knowing that, like, Katie is so good and full of light and positivity. And, like, this girl's like, I'm going to take you down, which I relate to as a sociopath. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun. And you have to the bitchy watch. boss. You have the bitchy boss, the Miranda. You have. I mean, then you have Mary Beth Peel, Miss Lacey. Miss Lacey herself. Miss Lacey herself. And you got to think, how old is she supposed to be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, probably Mary Beth Peel's age. You know what, Ryan? You're not wrong. So anyway, Lucy Hale as Katie Keene is just so magnetic, so gorgeous and sparkly. She has the hot boyfriend. You have the classic CW. You know, you see him shirtless in what scene one? Oh yeah, immediately I'm dead. dead. And yeah. he's perfect. And I'm sucked in. I'm sucked in. Knockout. Who knew? That's yeah. crazy to me. Suck me. I have no idea. I keep... <laughs> okay, let's get into our other characters. So Katie Keene lives with Jorge. So Jorge. Ugh. Ginger Lopez. We stand. We have to stand. We have to stand. So, Jorge's family owns the building that he and Katie live in. Yeah, convenient. And they also own the bodega on the street, which, according to Katie Keene, has the best sandwiches in town. Mmm. Gotta I say, right? I live for a bodega. Remember when you came with me to Smilers? Um, remind me. Okay, so. <laughs> classic, something that's stuck with me for years that Ryan's forgotten. <laughs> Um, Ryan and I used to work out together at our musical theater gym in Hell's Kitchen. And I remember one morning, I'm like, want to get breakfast? He's like, yeah, sure. So I dragged into my favorite bodega in Hell's Kitchen. And I literally, like, spent my merry little time, like, walking around, looking at the eggs, looking at the stuff, like, feeling the yogurt. And Ryan's like, I've never seen you happier than making this, like, $14 breakfast compiled by yourself at Smiler's Deli. I do remember this now. You too. Is that, does that still exist? I don't know. Nothing gold oh, can stay in this town. I know. The town's changing. It's changing. That's why I'm hopeful, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that Jorge's bodega will stay open. Yeah, that's probably going to be a plot line. Where do you think they live? Where in the city? It's a... Uh, oh, good point. Mm. I... For some reason, I thought Lower East Side, but now it's they're definitely Washington Heights. I think it's Washington Heights. Because they're Washington very close. Washington Heights! <sighs> That'd be a fun little plot line if they saw the, like, in the Heights movie filming. Oh, I love that. That movie looks good. But they're very close to the Little Red Lighthouse. Where is that? In Washington Heights. Oh, Have you so ever been? Where, no, I haven't. Will you take mm. me? Yeah. That's Katie's favorite yeah. spot. Yeah, we can hang out there and talk to Katie's mom. 
Okay. I used to walk by there all the time, <laughs> like ride my bike. It's a cute, there are like children's books written about it. It's right under the George Washington Bridge. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I do think they live in Washington Heights. And also they're actors, they're creatives, performers, yeah. young. Like that's where all of our friends used to live. Right. And they also have more space than most New Yorkers would, which makes me believe that they're above 59th Street. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what happens? No, they're above 159. Oh, yes, you're right. Anyway, we're obsessed with Jorge. So Jorge is an aspiring Broadway actor. And he is getting... Ryan, can you relate? He's getting shot down. <laughs> wow, who would lead into that? Um, yeah. <laughs> I can relate. So he's auditioning for Mannequin the Musical. And we have an amazing chorus line homage. And the director is just like, nope, you're too feminine. Mm. Sucks, like... Too feminine, so Jorge is like, he's having wine. I love that there's a flash forward of five years, because we do have that, like, you know, 22 years old, we're in the city, we can drink. Yeah, it's legal. It's legal. They don't have to have, um, you know, fake cocktails at Le Bon Louis. Right, and also, like, how, like, how much does it hit home seeing these characters, like, sit in their living room drinking wine out of, like, mugs? Yeah, and it's nice to see that, like, their home base, besides being Molly's Crisis, is also, like, just their apartment. Yeah. yeah. And Jorge's like, well, I'm too gay for Broadway. Yeah. And yeah. then... And it's like, we, it's sad. Yeah. But then we get a layer. It's a real thing, though. It's a real thing. But then we get a layer that we didn't even know was happening until this scene. We get to Molly's Crisis, and Jorge is Ginger Lopez, yes. a drag queen. Iconic. I fucking conic. Also, I don't know if we talked about this in the primary. I mean, he says Diamonds Are Forever from Moulin Rouge. Are. Diamonds Are Forever. forever. I thought it good. I've talked about Moulin Rouge a lot the past two days because Erin Tveit in Moulin Rouge is like, she, there's an ensemble member in Moulin Rouge that was like engaged to some guy. She's like pretty hot. And then she like did Moulin Rouge and met Erin Tveit and was like, nope, I'm leaving you from Erin Tveit and now they're dating. Oh. So it, well, it could be me. I believe it. Could be me. Yeah. Anyway, so we love Ginger Lopez. I love that like we get like pieces vibes in Molly's Crisis. Molly's Crisis. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, you know, for those non-New Yorkers, oh, Marie's Crisis is right down the street from Pieces. So it's kind of a confusing... Um, Me and Ryan's two favorite bars. Combination. But, like, but again, it's our two favorite bars combined into one. And we also love it because, like, you see Katie and then her friends come. Pepper and she brings Josie and, like, they're all at the bar supporting Jorge slash Ginger and it's amazing. Okay, that brings us to Josie. So, Riverdale's on. Josie McCoy. I'm so happy that she is having a chance to shine. She has dyed her hair red. It looks good. Yeah. She is here in New York. She's fresh from her tour with her dad. And she met Katie through Veronica Lodge. Yeah. And we said it throughout Riverdish. Mm -hmm. But, like, we just wanted more of Josie. Give us more, give us more, give us more. We wanted more. And I think this is going to be her chance to shine, She is so cute. And also, she is a star. And it's so exciting to see her now, you know, move to New York to pursue her dreams. Yeah. Discovered in Washington Square Park. Singing with a bird. Who amongst us hasn't been? (laughs) I've been there for different reasons. But, you know, she's singing there with a bird lady. And literally this hottie that Ryan and I know for a fact is British in real life, which is like, (laughs) okay. Oh, what? He's like, hi, like, you're not going to believe this, but... I'm a music agent. And, like, people, you might be shocked by that, but, like, I used to work in the business. Like, that happens sometimes. I've been to so many drag shows where I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but I'm an agent in theater. <laughs> <laughs> and people go, okay. <laughs> people are like, uh, okay, sorry, don't talk to me. 
But like, you know, Josie has a whirlwind like first week in New York. Yeah. And it's, it's the Cabots who we kind of get introduced to as this very wealthy family. Alexandra super and Alexander. Att- yeah. They're like the Kennedys. But, uh, super attractive, powerful. Alexandra has some dark shit going on, you could tell. Oh yeah. I think they all do. They all do. Alexander's definitely like hungry for like, you know, success and like to keep the family name alive. Alexander, you can tell like something's up where she's like about to squash every single one of Alexander's ideals. Ideas. Yeah. And ideals. But maybe she's the smart one. She I don't know. Smart he, might, he might be just the reckless one. I don't know. But, you know, Alexander tries to sign Josie. Alexander squashes it. And she goes, life is not a star is born. Mm. And it's two people who love so, stars born. I'm off the deep end. Mm. I mean, they're giving us a million reasons to let us go. Yeah, which comes up in episode two. Oh my god. The, the, the best part about the pilot is like, you meet these characters, you fall in love, and then like, episode two, immediately we're in their world. These stories start escalating. Yeah. Oh my god, Should Pepper! Like, so we have Pepper too. Oh my god. Who, who also lives in the apartment. Pepper is our... No, she doesn't. No, excuse doesn't. me, sorry, she doesn't live in So the apartment is Josie, Jorge, and um, Katie Keen. Yes. But of course. Um, and then Pepper lives... We don't know where Pepper lives initially, but... We, something happens. We find out that Pepper is this like fabulous name dropping, like aspiring Andy Warhol type. And then we find out in episode two, there is an iconic, okay, sit back for a second, listeners. There is an iconic New York queen that's been in the news lately. Her yeah. name is Anna Delvey. And I don't, it's shocking the amount of people who don't know her story. Oh my God. Sam and I just both became obsessed with it when it all came out, the news of it. Like there were, it was kind of big for a second but i guess just in our circles because for ages like my twitter bio has been development director for the anadelphi foundation and people like take it seriously she's going to blow up though because currently there's an hbo project and a netflix project being developed about one's produced by shonda rhimes ryan got me so obsessed on this anadelphi story for anyone first timer google it read the new yorker article in the cut really good Ryan turned me on to her friend. Rachel wrote a book called My Friend My Anna. My Friend Anna. Ryan and I are obsessed. So we literally, like, we were so obsessed that we went to a WeWork, like, one Wednesday night in October and, like, went to a talk back of the author and we're like, we're fans. I read the book all in one night. All in one night. I read it in two days. Yeah. That was good for me. But literally, we're watching Katie Keene. We're on episode two. Pepper, her storyline is literally. Anna Delphi. It's ripped from the headlines. It's ripped. Because Anna Delphi was going to start the Anna Delphi Foundation, and she was, like, going to rent a a warehouse floor in, like, um, like kind of the Gramercy area, mm-hmm. and, like, basically set up an arts foundation slash Soho house. Anna Delphi lives exactly, in a hotel. Yeah. Everyone knew her. She treated them amazing. She was dressed to the nines every day. She was, she had an Name accent. Dropped. She had an accent, a German accent. Yeah. Do you think Pepper could have a fake accent? She could. <gasps> Oh my god, Who I think knows? she does now. I really do. But you know what? She name dropped every day and people believed her because it was like, okay, why would you lie? Yeah. So this... But then in episode two, it all starts to kind of unravel where we learn that she's like, what, $60,000 in debt with the hotels? People are coming after her. She's talking about wiring money, which her is like invest- a big Anadelby thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, the wire's coming. The wire's coming. Yeah. So Ryan and I saw that and we were immediately- I'm going to start saying that. You have just to like, say The that. wire's coming. Honestly, same. Have I Googled wire fraud before? Yeah. It's not that easy. You have to be smart to like figure that out. Yeah. Sigh. But I'm obsessed. And also Pepper is like, 
She's fascinating to me. Like, how do you think she met Katie Keene? Like, what? Probably a party, right? Like, some party in New York. Yeah, and like, what do you... Well, I guess it's kind of like Anna, you know, and mm-hmm. Rachel, because it's like, what would she get from Katie? Fashion. Yeah. Macy's. But also maybe uh, this uh, naivete. Yeah. Seeing the good in people. Katie, if we know anything about her so far, it's like she sees the best in people. She's a cockeyed optimist. Yeah. And she like looks Nelly Forbush. Like Nelly fucking Forbush. And she looks for the good in everybody. So I think, I think Katie Keene's an easy mark. Yeah. So I do, I, I, I foresee Pepper getting the shenanigans. Also, I don't know if you watched the preview for the series that they had, but Pepper's bi. She was making out with a girl on the oh, preview. Well, oh, and, well, and that happened in episode two. So. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. We love yeah. to see it. Yeah. We love to see it. Yeah. But <laughs> welcome back to our podcast. We're obsessed. And then we have all these guest stars. Like, we talked about it before, but like Andre DeShield. We have Daphne Ruben Vega as like a former Rockette. Yeah, so let's so now we're morphing into episode two. Yeah, let's yeah. just mention. Let's go back to Katie for like mention a hot it all. second. Mention it all and say that at the end of the pilot, Ko proposes oh to my God. Katie. Okay, so but the whole gag is like she's gonna have to move to Philadelphia. Okay, so look at me. Also, the sixth borough. People say. Mm, no. Honestly, easier to get to than Staten Island. I just went. You're not wrong, and we're going to get into Staten Island in a minute, so you probably have to explain that to the listeners, because Ryan had a crazy night in Staten Island. Actually, just say it now. What would you do yeah, Staten Yeah, well, uh, well, um, long story short, went out there for an ABBA tribute concert. But it was real. I mean, it, talk about another world. It's crazy that, that it's part of New York City. Yes. And I hate to be shady about it, but I'm like, why do we want? Why do we want Staten Island? Because the like, prison. Oh, maybe that's it. I think we need it. We need the water. Yeah, but I feel like like we could just give that to Jersey. I know, there's you know? so many random islands. Like, why in this are my town? tax dollars going to like fun? I know, but there's Staten so Island. many random islands. I took a subway home the other night from Wicked the musical, and I accidentally ended up in in Roosevelt Island. Mm. <laughs> and I was Whoops. like, how did I get here? Yeah, and Roosevelt Island, Island at least is like kind of nice. It's nice, but it's like you could take why, that tram. But why am I here? That island only made for the UN. Wait, but I had something to say about Ko. So, um, he, okay, so we've all been there. Ko is a full sex idiot. Like he's so gorge, he's so stupid, but like you're amazing. And then Katie's like, I've, he's the only person I've ever been with, and her mom died, and he was there for her. And uh, I don't know. I think that Katie. I do believe she loves him, but then when he proposed, I'm like, Katie, you're 23. Like, yeah, and she's just about to launch into her career at Lacey's. Right. She's a, her rocket's launching. His is too, but I feel like they, I feel like they need to like go separate ways for a little bit. I mean, I'm a big believer of fate, and the minute someone stole the ring as he proposed, yeah, that's a sign, right? Yeah, you gotta think so. You gotta think so. But also, like, yeah, and then the prince is definitely into Katie. Oh, yeah. I think, like, I know this is controversial, but yeah. I'll say it. I think, like, I maybe stand the prince in Katie. Ooh, but what about that girl? His wife was cute. Not the wife, but he's going to propose to that girl. Yeah. So they wanted Katie to help find the engagement I don't think they're in love. You know what? Most aren't. No. It wasn't love. It was a perfect mm. illusion. Yeah. Perfect illusion! Stupid love. Freak out. Oh my god, wait a minute, Ryan. What if Katie Keene is stupid love on like episode six? 
<laughs> like somehow it gets premiered <laughs> via Katie Keene. Honestly, like I would like to see it. I Doubt would love it. to see it. Um, where were we though? Ko proposing. Ko proposing. The ring gets stolen. Mm. Uh, but then it's still up in the air. He's like, well, the ring got stolen, but like anyone else would be like, right. well, I would still marry you, but she naturally can't say that quite yet. I think that, you know, when you are questioning something and it's not a short thing, you have to reflect and be like, is this what I want? Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of times, especially like millennials or like us in New York City, like your 20s, like anywhere actually, you fall into something and it gets comfortable and you just can't, you're not thinking about anything else beyond that. So you go with it and you're... You know, okay, this is therapy. But you like, you know, you, you latch on to what you're doing. You can't like see like straying from the path you're on, even though the path might not be right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. No, I know. I don't know. I, I do think that K.O., you know, if he was introduced to us as Kay's boyfriend, I do think he'll always be like the will they, like won't they end up together. But I do Absolutely. think throughout the series, we'll see her explore some other things. Oh, totally. Do you think We have lots of episodes to film. Oh, Yeah. Do you think we'll have a Riverdale-esque, like, relationship switching? Oh, right. If, like, K.O. ends up with, like... Josie. Josie yeah. or Pepper or, or something. Yeah. Or Jorge. Yeah. Oh, oh. that would be interesting. <laughs> oh. I would like to see it. I would love to see it. But, like... Uh, yes, probably. I think so, too. Or he ends up with uh, Helena York. Oh, oh, Amanda. That would be interesting. We do love Amanda. And she was like, oh, it's weird. I'm going to go work at Lacey's in Philadelphia. Like, like I already have a job. And I'd be the head sales girl there. Isn't that the gag about New York? I know, right? It's like, anywhere else you could, like... But that's what K.O. says to Katie. He goes, Philly, we could have so much more. Like, it's crazy that we live here. And, like, Ryan, we've had this conversation. We're like, it's crazy to us that, like, we, like, are doing this every day in this town that, like, is giving us so little. But we're like, we say what Katie said. We're go, it's New York. We love it here. We're New Yorkers. Katie, that's literally the line that she wrote. And honestly, preach. Same. Preach. Yeah. yeah. But Kale, I'm excited to see where his story goes. I do think he's a sex idiot, but I want to see more. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's fine if we just maybe cut to the end of episode two, like for Kale's storyline. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of all up in the air. At the end, Katie basically says, I, yes, I'll move in with you. Yeah. Uh, but not in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, same. Like, I agree with that. But will K.O. give up his dream to stay with Katie? I know. I don't know. Let's talk about some predictions. What do we think is going to happen with the, like with Josie McCoy? Uh, so she finds, I mean, you know, so it was, it was kind of cute when um, she was doing the rents. And, uh, and um, she, like, gave the envelope to uh, Jorge. And he's like, sweetie, where's the rest? And she's like, oh, you said it was this much. And he was like, yeah, no, that's just your portion. Uh, Which is very real. Yes. Though also his family owns the building. They own the building. They still have to pay rent. I'm sure it's, if they're paying a thousand each, that's discounted. It's New York, honey. Oh, yeah. Well, Washington Heights, though. That's true. That's true. But I'm sure, like, Josie, like, how much is rent in Riverdale for a one-bedroom? $500. Oh, oh my god. You, I, I was thinking we were in the Bronx. No, yeah, right Riverdale. right next to Washington Heights. No, I'm talking the real Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CW yeah. one. Oh yeah, like 500 or something. Right, so like, I mean, anywhere you go, you go to New York and it's like exorbitant prices. And you're totally. like, wait, what? Anyway, though, she's like, I need a job. 
Right. So oh. she finds this record shop. Oh, it's so cute. Owned by Andre de Shields, yes. currently of Hadestown fame. The sack lunch Um Yes. Probably most famous, though, of course, for The Wiz. Oh, yes. Uh, Broadway and, legend. And like everything else, like Smiler's The Deli, it's on the verge of closing. Yeah, but Josie's like, she sees it and she's like, I'm going to work here. And then she, you know. And it's also one of those legendary places where like everyone in the music industry knows it. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you ever go to Colony Records? Oh, of course. Yeah, R.I.P. Oh, I miss those stores. I know. Used to I be one of my favorites. I love record stores. I mean, I remember Hit Clips. Yes. <gasps> I well, get Hit Clip alarm clock. How did that work? So I had, it was like a rotating device and you had three different hit clips and you can like rotate it and pick which one you wanted. Mm-hmm. So I, I had three hit clips that I liked, but I always had the same one as my alarm. Guess what song it was? It was like uh, 2000s. Uh, Here's a hint. It was a boy band. I want it that way. No, it was, it was niche. A boy band niche. Listen, baby, I'm sorry. Just want to tell you, don't worry. I will be late. Don't stay up. And wait for me. The oh, call cute. by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, cute. We'll be up at 7.07 a.m. every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. I remember I loved my Madonna hit clips. Oh, okay. The okay. ray of light. <laughs> like, but I didn't even realize at the moment that I was like, I think I was just like an extra one in the pack. You know how you would get those and they're like, here's a random Madonna thing. You're you and then I was like, the Madonna hit clip? I, that's like, you know, my Ring of Keys moment. Like, I think I probably bought an InSync hit clip to, like, fit in, or my parents bought it. But then the one I found to gravitate to was the Ray of Light. I'm dead. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Something's so changed. Okay, wait, uh, I want more predictions, though. Okay, so the music we said is amazing. We're jumping around a little bit, but I, I want to know, we've had some good songs ready. We have Gaga, we have Carly Rae Jepsen, we have, um... Even the, yeah, in the musicals too, we have Mannequin, Jefferson, obviously the Hamilton spinoff. Oh my god, so Jorge auditions, he's blacklisted for a little while. I know, they because like, he does audition, they say he's too femme, and then he auditions in drag, and they're like, yeah, you think we didn't know this? Off, yeah. Which is so fucked, and like, gotta say, Broadway, we love, but it, it is a tough, tough, tough business. Yeah. And it is also a small business, too, when, like, it's not unrealistic that when he went to that other audition, they go, no, we're not going to cast you because, like, we, that's, the other guy's our best friend. Right. Like, you burn one bridge in this town. And no, and that's why you got to be nice to everybody because you never know if you're going to meet. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I should take that lesson to myself because <laughs> I'm not nice to everybody. <laughs> but, you know what? So, Jorge is like... Okay, so we got a lot of layers to Jorge because his mother, a former Rockette actress, doesn't know he's doing drag. So she doesn't understand why he's not, like, committing full-time to acting, taking classes, like, pursuing this. She's like, why are you working at this club? But, like, he shot down every day in these auditions and he finds himself, you know, when he's doing drag in this club. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. And I have to say, a, um, a, a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. Charlie, oh, better known as Jan Sport. It's going to be on the new season of Drag Race. Yeah, season 12. I don't, it sort of seems like a, like a, um, I don't know, I, I'm literally making up a story. No, now. you're actually. But it's a similar, like, it's a. I just realized that it's the same yeah. storyline. <laughs> Charlie was a musical theater major at Boco, Boston yeah. Conservatory. He's unbelievable. So talented. talented but... And he was auditioning post-college, as one does, and just wasn't getting cast, and was always doing drag as a hobby. 
really started, you know, got shot down, shot down in Broadway auditions and just started pursuing drag, like, really intensively. And, I mean, it's just amazing. And it, this is literally Jorge's storyline because yeah. Charlie, Jan, really got pretty big in, like, the New York circuit of drag. and Like, through drag. And now he's, like, one of New York City's, like, biggest drag queens. One of the biggest drag queens. And was cast on RuPaul Season 12, which is really going to, like, change their life. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Ryan and I saw Charlie um, in a concert this week, and it was so exciting because it was just, like, Charlie's become Jan. Jan has become Charlie, and they're one. And it's unbelievable to see, like, the same talent, the same person, but now, like, in this platform where they can really take it to the next level, which they only, you know, pursued when they realized they weren't getting it one way. They're like, it's going to happen, but I'm going to pursue it this way. Totally. And that's what Ginger and Lopez like, is And like, strain, when strangers start caring too, and then they're like, oh, it's just because you're, just because I'm like, quote unquote, famous now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. No, that's, actually, that's very real. And also watch RuPaul season 12. Yeah. Support Jan. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, so that's sort of Ginger's whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he gets cast in Jefferson, the non-actor. <laughs> uh, we love to see it. And Daphne was like, yeah, you gotta hustle. You, got, you know? She said, like, being on tour, those were like the best years of my life. Uh, but then he sees his friends. He thinks of his life in New York and his gut feeling. He goes, you always tell me to trust my gut. My gut is telling me not to go out on tour. And he trusts it. Honestly, Ryan, you gotta trust your gut. Yeah. You gotta trust your gut. You're someone who's auditioned a lot. And also, I think when you're faced with a decision, you always trust your gut too. Yeah. You turn down things. Yeah. You turn down a lot of things that could have made money. You would have done it. Made money, but ultimately, like. You know, you would have been unhappy. Yeah. And you gotta trust your gut at all times. Yeah. So we stand, Ginger. They're really fucking strong and an amazing character. And I'm so happy we have this in the CW. Yeah, it's it's really great. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. I hope I hope y'all are watching and like it's it's a great show. It's a great show. It's a great fucking show. Where does that leave us? Well, I guess like we have to wait and see. I'm so excited yeah. where this show's gonna go. Yeah. I I'm excited so for more musical numbers. I'm know, dying for like for a I'm dying for like We know I'm, we're gonna get like a full musical episode we are going to get some riverdale crossover uh-huh we are going to get um a lot of music as i said we're also going to get a lot of like i think steamy like scenes hot guys hot girls like i i'm pumped me up. i'm pumped for the show um and also I, it's new york and it's so fun to see characters like this just like living your life and growing up and learning and loving in new york yeah we're here too. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you all for listening. Again, we're going to be coming at you uh, with more regularity going forward. We'll have some characters in the show that we have on. Yeah, I'm excited. Like being that we're in New York, like we're we're with. Yeah. We're with Stay Katie. tuned. We're Stay with tuned. Katie Keen. <laughs> Lucy, if you're listening. Lucy, DM me back, please. Um, well, we're can... so pumped. We're so happy to be back here recapping a new show that we're pumped about, um, and. Honestly, come meet us at Marie's Crisis. Yes, you can follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. Me, Sam Gold, Judy's. Uh, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>